Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, a Senate parliamentarian is expected to rule today on Senate Democrats' request to get another crack at reconciliation this year. Number two, We've got the latest on the legislative and political climate around President Joe Biden's massive infrastructure package. And number three, the New York Times has more about the FBI inquiry into GOP firebrand Matt Gates of Florida. All right, Jake, let's go to the top with some news we have in Punchbowl News AM. The Senate parliamentarian is expected to rule. That's a big day for Senate Democrats. Huge day. Um, Elizabeth McDonough, uh, the Senate, Senate parliamentarian, is uh, has already ruled against Democrats once, which doesn't mean anything. She's a, a neutral observer of the um, of the process. So, you know, she the, Chuck Schumer has asked her if she would if, if Democrats can use the fiscal 2021 rec, uh, budget to pass another reconciliation package and um And that would allow Schumer to pass another big bill, this tax and spending bill with a simple majority. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Schumer, this is a long shot. You know, this is in my estimation because it's never been done before. You usually get one crack at a reconciliation bill per year, one crack per per budget. So Democrats actually have two opportunities this year. And Schumer's saying, give me another opportunity. Why is this important? Because Schumer... Um, if this is if Schumer gets his way here, the entire budget process will have changed, period. And, and I just think that's important to keep in mind as we get into as we get get this ruling today is that this could lead to a, almost an endless op- number of opportunities to to pass bills by a simple majority. And that's important with the filibuster in place, um, uh, you know. You need the majority needs the opportunity or wants the opportunity to pass more things by simple majority. Well, that's a lot that we just covered there. But I think the other thing uh, that you're really getting to the point on here is, you know, there's been so much effort among Democrats to figure out ways to push Schumer on the filibuster. But this is basically an end around having to get rid of the filibuster, that they could just kind of find other opportunities to make it so that they could use reconciliation. And the other point I would just make before we move on to the next story is we don't really know what moderate Democrats like Joe Manchin from West Virginia are going to think if the parliamentarian actually does rule in Chuck Schumer's favor because you know, to some members, the budget process is sacrosanct. They don't want it to change. It's one of the things that they believe makes the Senate the Senate. And this would certainly change the dynamics uh, in the Senate quite a bit. On Joe Manchin, he's basically said that he's he's not interested in, in, in doing things on reconciliation. So he, you might actually see him revolt here. All right, the number two story of the day. We've got the latest on the legislative and political climate around President Joe Biden's infrastructure package. It is tricky to say the least. We're two days here into Joe Biden's push for this bill. A couple things that we've noticed have become uh, uh, very, very clear here. Number one, um, the, the fever's not breaking. Uh, the fever is not bla- breaking on Republicans. Anna, you and I were skeptical during the campaign, probably more vocally than other reporters, that there was no fever that was going to break when Joe Biden uh, took the White House. And now we're seeing that that fever is still fully intact. No Advil has been administered to Republicans in Washington, D.C. Um, and and Republicans are, are fully against 
against this this uh, this big package already. I, w- I would say this as we kind of view the entire situation is you and I know because we wrote a book basically on this topic alone. Um, this is where Nancy Pelosi is at her best. Um, she is at her best where she, when she's able to um, get legislation through the Congress in a lo- with a long tail. She understands how to how to grind down the opposition when it's in her party and and basically slowly turn around that uh, that you know uh cargo ship to use uh, terms that are pretty pretty good in 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 modern times um turn around that ship and, and and get people to her side without them even knowing that they're shifting to her side um so you know our advice i would say uh i'm curious to hear what you think anna is let pelosi to handle this handle this for now uh not even biden has been able to pull off the feats that she's been able to pull off Yeah, I think we're already starting to see the contours of how the speaker is going to frame this for her caucus. Uh, She said the word jobs 21 times. 21. That's huge. Uh, At her press conference yesterday. So that is at least in the beginning where you see Nancy Pelosi trying to line up support for this package. To your point, and I think we've said it here, we've said it everywhere. I think anybody who discounts Nancy Pelosi always does it at their own peril. It doesn't mean that it's going to be clean. It doesn't mean that it's going to be quick. But it does mean that she often finds a way to thread the needle where a lot of other people would give up or when times get tough and the news coverage will will get much tougher, I'm sure, throughout this process and people will, will doubt it publicly. Members for caucus have already tried to put some, you know, red lines uh, in terms of whether or not they could support a package like this. You're just going to see her continually put one foot in front of the other, try to get one vote after the other and really try to be able to button this up as one of her probably biggest and last legislative achievements if she's able to get it done. All right, the number three story, the New York Times, has more about the FBI inquiry into GOP firebrand Mac Yates of Florida. This story is getting crazier by the day. I don't even know where to begin with this one, Anna. Uh, This is from the New York Times' Katie Benner, their great Justice Department correspondent, and Mike Schmidt, who has won two Pulitzers. And let's just read this lead. Uh, Justice Department investigation into Gates and an indicted Florida politician is focusing on their involvement with multiple women who were recruited online for sex and received cash payments, according to people close to the investigation and text messages and payment receipts reviewed by The New York Times. The investigators believe Joel Greenberg, former tax collector in Seminole County, who was indicted last year on federal sex trafficking charge and other crimes, initially met the women through websites that connect people who go on dates in exchange for gifts, find dining, travel, and allowances. Mr. Greenberg introduced the women to Gates, who also had sex with them. Uh, And uh, later on in the story... It just keeps going on. (laughs) Later on in the story, some of the men and women took ecstasy and illegal mood-altering drugs. What a drug. What a New York Times way to describe ecstasy, an illegal mood-altering drug, uh, before having sex, including Mr. Gates. So to review here, I mean, we don't even need to review. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what to say here. And uh, we've been doing this for a while. Um, and I've not I've not heard a story as wild as this about a member of Congress before. And then th- there's the CNN story. 
uh, about Gates showing nude photos of women he had slept with to lawmakers. And truth be told, and you you are our witness here, probably. Uh, Brez and I, John Bresnan and I, have heard about this naked photo women thing uh, and showing them to members on the floor. I even can imagine who their source is on this story because that source told me this also a while ago. And I just, I guess I didn't have the opportunity to explore to explore this in the past. Well, I mean, I think just, just to zoom out, though, I mean, I, this is obviously these are very potentially damaging charges if they are proven to be true, if he actually is indicted. These are serious. And I think to me, the reason to, to bring this up and why it matters beyond just the fact that obviously if if it's if it's factual, this is uh, clearly behavior that is unbecoming of a member of Congress, uh, potentially illegal, but is truly looking at what does House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy do here. He's made a public comment saying he hasn't heard from the DOJ yet. You know, if it's true, he'll take action. But this is always an issue for leadership about when members are behaving badly or when they're in trouble with the law, which clearly this appears to be a very, these are very serious charges. Um, You know, what Republicans do on this is going to be a big issue. If you remember, former Speaker John Boehner had a real zero tolerance policy for, I think, what he called shenanigans or can't remember exactly his term for it. But he moved very quickly to stem issues like this because he felt they were a distraction. The Republicans didn't want to be the party of these kinds of scandals. Yeah, we haven't seen how McCarthy's going to handle something like this, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Boehner, as you said, it was was very was very firm on that. Um, I, you know, McCarthy has a couple options here. He could go by the book, which says members of Congress can stay in their in their roles until they are indicted. And, and, and Gates has not been indicted and we don't know if he's going to be indicted. So uh, or he could take the, what you just said and, and, and try to stem off a problem before it becomes a just a every single day people asking Gates what you know, what he what he's up to and what what he's done. But I will say this. Gates is part of this wing of the party, Anna, that uh, McCarthy wants to keep close. So uh, getting rid of him before before it's time is uh, before due process for sure well, before be due very process tricky. right before he before i'm saying before gates and his and his cohorts believe it's time for him to go you know there's risk with that all right well certainly something we will be watching and covering in the coming days and weeks thank you so much for listening hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and review you can also subscribe to punchbowl news at punchbowl.news have a great weekend and stay safe